is waiting on fries. That you don't get it? You don't, what do you mean you don't get waiting on fries? Hopefully the customer never hears waiting on fries. But all this time on the entree and it's perfectly executed and then you're it's like, ready to go. I forgot to fire the fries. I just always use that when I forgot to put somebody's order in. And I was like, hey, I'm just waiting on the fries. It's going to be two more minutes. Realistically, I come back 10 minutes with the food. Exactly. So we spent, a, we spent a lot of time, Jay, talking about dropping the third parties and how they're hurting everybody and like we're off of it. And because it's better here, for the restaurants if you restaurants. Like support them directly and if don't use go, these herd. Right. And then and now here we are about to start a show and Jay's eating down. a roast beef club that he ordered on Uber Eats. From the restaurant across the street. Literally across the street. The I'm restaurant like, was about 75 feet away. I'm in trouble? No, you're not in trouble. It just shows the hypocrisy and gonna, double standards. We're just judging you a little bit. Well, here's the thing, right? We got to do the show. This and is true. if I don't eat, I'm going to get hangry. And if <laughs> I get hangry, I'm going to have a panic attack. And if I have a panic attack, nothing good is going to happen for the rest of this day. You know what I'm talking about? I get you. I get you. I don't think I've ever been through a, a Jay panic attack. I just, I just want you to know that there's not enough time in the day as it is. We haven't figured out how to add more hours onto the clock, and therefore... I have just wake up earlier. I just paid... He wants to add more hours to the physical clock, not more yeah. hours to the day. Correct. Well, he, he to, can add more hours to his personal clock by starting move, the day earlier. He wants to move to a 26-hour day. No, uh, day. I understand Correct. what he wants, but so, I, I also understand what he could do. Yeah. <laughs> so I, all I'm saying, guys, is I just paid for... The convenience of you guys and us sitting together and planning out the show faster instead of walking across the street that was, you know, 100 feet away. And they brought me my food instead, and I just paid a premium on it, I you know? It. I get it. Like, you can buy things in this country if you want. Oh, yeah, it's a free country. You can do whatever you want. Huh? So, I would have I waited for you. Yeah, the, I would have waited, too. For the support of the, of of the, the restaurant. Anyways, <laughs> as you... Well, sure. so here's, here's what we're talking about. It looks today, like a right? solid roast beef club, though. It does look like lie. a pretty good sandwich. I'm serious, guys. Get your eyes off my goddamn sandwich. <laughs> I don't want it. I Talk managed my time properly eh, before I got here. Talk to me about what's happening in kitchen automation, you know? Well, hopefully not too much, because I don't want to lose my job. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I was scouring the internet looking at, as you know, I, I do from time to time, trying to see the, the trends in the industry to see, like, you know, Stuff we might want to jump on, or so you can stay hip and stay relevant. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm hip. I want to, you know, stay there. I don't want to miss out. Exactly. I feel like I'm on top of most of the trends, though, because <laughs> you know I'm here. And yeah, and you have to be. I wake yeah. up every day. I'm around, so it's <laughs> I, it's not often that I'll scour something on the internet and, and catch like, something I, I haven't seen somewhere already. Yeah. Uh, but I do do it, right? Because that's your that's your job. That's your uh, your research, right? You gotta go through it. But I did pick up the, you know, interestingly enough, I picked up the. Uh, What's abbreviated as IOT, mm-hmm. which I, I oh. haven't. Oh, I know. Internet of Things. <laughs> oh, welcome <laughs> which, back to the conversation. Which Jay. apparently Jay's been on top of, but that's a fairly new thing for me, the IOT. You know, I've followed robotics outside of the restaurant industry for a while because I'm in firm belief that robots are going to take over the world. Uh, it's coming. You know, if you watch that Boston Dynamics I was about stuff, to say Boston Dynamics. Yeah, the it's robot terrifying. dogs and the soldiers. Anyway, we don't have to get into that. But, but watch out. But anyway, it came up... Um, talking about trends in the industry, et cetera, and IoT came up, and specifically talking about uh, kitchen appliances and things that could do more in the kitchen. So you're talking about a grill that's going to make burgers for you? Talking about uh, a, a robot that's gonna, that could do burgers, that could, you know, in you know, the early instances, you go to those trade shows a couple of years ago, you saw a pretty 
barbaric <laughs> like robot arm um, that can like flip an egg for you that or was pretty like that. stiff yeah and it would just be like and then like hard flip an egg sometimes it would land on the pan sometimes it would land on the floor type of deal it was primitive you know yeah, yeah. primitive they, you know they had like these theoretical robot servers but they ran on tracks right yeah, like yeah you, I you would have that to install one. like a track through the whole restaurant and whatever which was obviously like no one's gonna. No, really no, do that. the TV isn't. It's not a tube. It's a flat screen, <laughs> and it projects the image on the back onto the flat thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like a four foot wide, uh, three Just foot box. tall, <laughs> and like three and a half foot deep TV. You know, <laughs> right, right? I do remember those. Exactly. That kind of, but actually, and you know, five or six years ago, when I was in Vegas, I saw a, a bar that was. A robot bar. They had no bartenders. <laughs> they just had robot arms, and they had all the bottles uh, hanging off the ceiling of the bar. How was the service? Did you get a drink? Uh, the drink was phenomenal, actually. <laughs> was it quick? It was. It was. It was pretty quick. Outside of the line, like because there were so many people that want to try. It was yeah. more of a novelty thing. It wasn't sure. like a. It was like a bar inside the hotel, like walk-up bar. It wasn't yeah. like an atmosphere type place. I think it was the novelty of like let a robot make you a drink. So you had to wait online for a little bit, but the drink was right on point, obviously, because <laughs> you can obviously program these. Yeah. You know, they're not going to overpour or miss the recipe or whatever. So the drink was pretty good. But I think from the, like, the bar side, the best part of hearing that story is, you know, when some, somebody spills their drink, a lot of times they're like, oh, I spilled my drink. And like a lot of times, yeah, you'll replace it out of, you know, the kindness of our hearts instead of having to purchase a whole nother drink for 22 bucks, whatever the price is, right? Yeah, but a robot's not going to do that. But a robot's going to have <laughs> robot zero feelings of all. <laughs> zero empathy. <laughs> he don't care at all. Like, please reinsert your card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please put card back in. That'll be another $16, please. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, um, that's a very kind of interesting idea of what is kind of becoming as technology gets better and as the brains keep working on making these forward moving machinery, can I say? Yeah, you could call it machinery. Yeah, but how do you feel after hearing that, hearing that a bar, uh, robot made a solid drink and you as a bartender, do you feel like threatened? You no, feel like man, you have any you? idea how many bars are out there in the world? Like let robots start taking over some of these bars. You're going to have people that have Android phones and then you're going to have people that have Apple phones. You know, it doesn't really matter, I don't think. So you're I talking about a difference between robots, but everybody has a phone, so everybody's going to have one of these robots in the bar soon. No, it's preference. Do you want to go get served by a, a robot, or do you want to have a casual conversation with a person? You know? This is the point. I, I think the robot behind the bar is going to be a novelty for a lot longer than it is in the kitchen, unfortunately. Yeah. And the, the, the big thing that the article was stating was the ad advancement of the robots being able to sense its environment, right? Mm. Because that was always the thing. It's, it's just going to keep doing the same thing or whatever. But now these new robots are speaking to each other and they can sense the temperature in the kitchen and like even the pace, maybe the pressure, or like orders coming in. Like, I don't know. And they start this, speaking this to each other. This plot already happened in Terminator 4. <laughs> and they, so the robots are getting weeded. They, they're like, we got to work faster. They've also become more fluid in their motions. Yeah. So their, their uh, technique is better, right? With their their technique know, they can is evolving. Move a saute pan in a in a more fluid motion yeah. that they couldn't do before. Or that kind of stuff. So it went from smart fryers, which we've known for a while, like Applebee's, McDonald's. They all have smart. You know, you press a button, it knows exactly whatever. Yeah, that's been around for a while, and now we're talking about like a robot that can work the line, <laughs> right? So I'm with it. You're not replacing your high high um, high skilled chefs in the kitchen yeah but the the lower lower skilled tasks like 
like the a easily fry more cook repeatable tasks, or you know, a, a simple saute, you know, cook might be replaced by uh, by robots sooner than later. The the technology is super expensive, and that's what they're talking about. Like you could buy one of these robots for like thirty grand, forty grand. So it's very expensive. So you have to have the cash. Yeah. To do so, but when you do the math, over time it's gonna you know you're off. gonna pay you're gonna pay uh, a person what like you know forty to low low end like entry kitchen level you're what forty to sixty yeah depending on where you live and what restaurant it is mm-hmm. right and you spend the robot one time thirty grand one in one year's time you've already saved ten thousand on on labor. I I was just literally thinking that as you were going into it, where I said to myself, man, I'd really like to see the spreadsheet to see the cost of the machinery and how many meals you have to put out and how long that would even take based upon your pace that you currently do in a restaurant, right? Like, right. how long would it take you to break even on that machine? Well, and theoretically, a machine could co- could replace more than one employee yeah. because it, do- it doesn't care. <laughs> you if can make the machine work all day long. You know, it doesn't have to be broken up in shift. Lunch shift, dinner yeah. shift. Whatever you know, no staff meal. It's no no staff meal. No. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine like peeling and prepping the potatoes like all night long as you shut down the restaurant? You've got like this crazy stockpile yeah, in just, the back. Nobody ever has to do that again. Yeah. You know? That'd be weird to look in if you like look in your cameras overnight. You just see a bunch of robots like <laughs> working away. It would be weird, but yeah. I mean, this this is this is definitely a future, and I think some of it was um, you know we threw a little gas on the fire with all the labor shortages the last couple of year uh last couple of months yeah that's possible and uh you know people are looking like hey i can just <laughs> buy this robot <laughs> we're paying like uh, truck drivers like 120,000 a year is like a sign-on guaranteed first year salary just to get people into the door yeah because they need more drivers and well listen truck drivers are the backbone of this country we need truck I, drivers I, no i get it I, I very much get it i mean Elon, but i think i think when you talk about the automation conversation i think truck drivers are the first ones to be pushed out of the way with those self-driving trucks, the electric trucks that are coming out. I think truck driving is the first uh, career or whatever whatever you want to call it that's going to be replaced by robots. Um, you know, we're going to see a lot of that in the next couple next couple of years. Yeah. I, I, I fully agree. And what was it? Wolverine movie? Where it's like automated trucks on the highway? Did you see that one? Wolverine. I no. thought it was like iRobot. No, there was like a, one of the Marvel movies and mm-hmm. it took place like kind but of yeah. in the future. Yeah. I'm not even a Marvel fan. Why do I know this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't so, know either. No, but of course, and you look at the ability to autopilot these trucks in a nice streamlined yeah. highway, you know, think about I-95 up and down, how easy of a drive that is, kind of, you're just coasting on autopilot, and as long as we continue with the technology and we have less Teslas catching fire and smashing into poles because the lighting hit one camera incorrectly, then like, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that level. But still, we're not self-driving cars either. They're saying, do not... Let your car self-drive without a hand on the wheel. What's yeah. the fucking point? You know? Oh, just in case something happens. Yeah, that's, that's for me. I, I want to take a nap. Do not <laughs> let your kitchen fry machine change the oil on its own. No, I know? think the fryers are safe to do that. They know how to do that by now. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm, fine. So, but that, I mean, the, the big thing for me, right, is it begs the, begs the question. Obviously, you're going to have savings on labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, theoretically, your consistency will be better. Because it's gonna it's gonna produce the same product every time, right? As opposed to an employee who maybe has a bad day or just messes something up, yeah. Bad day or gets busy and starts rushing things. Like the robot's not gonna feel that pressure. It's just gonna be like, no, it takes this much time. I have to flip this seven, eight times. (laughs) 
you know, and then it has to get to this temperature, and then I'm putting it on the plate. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care how many how many fucking tickets are on the rail right now. Yeah, I am. This is the way I'm gonna do it. Where you know, somebody else might rush it. Yeah, burn something. You undercook something, and you get the you know the famous sendbacks that fuck everything up. Robot wouldn't have sendbacks. The, the, send, the, the sendbacks. The there. robot gets a little thumb to yeah. press in on the steak to see if it's mid well or not. No, well, it'll probably have, have a thermometer. Yeah, it'll no. probably have like a probe monitor or something or, like the or a heat uh, infrared thermometer, so it don't have to poke the meat. And yeah, and they yeah. just they just not they're automatic. Just not. So you see that, but but what does it take away from? As we always talk about from experience, yeah, right? From Did the craft it, of actually cooking a beautiful yeah. steak. So like the robot's not going to eat the steak, so it's not going to appreciate like building a beautiful crust on it and right. getting every like facet of it perfect. But it might be able to do that even still. Yeah, if you right? set those perfect parameters into its programming, yeah, yeah I guess it could achieve. But but uh, what I'm saying is, a guest comes in, <laughs> yeah. right? Let's say you build an open kitchen where you can see it. Guests come in, they go out to eat. We've talked a lot of time about experience. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow up this conversation with experience in about ten seconds. But does the robot add or take away to the experience of the guests? Like when you walk into a restaurant, if you saw one chef, maybe two chefs, primary positions, and Mm -hmm. then like three ancillary (laughs) robots, you know, or satellite robots doing like the, the other things. Yeah. Is that I think initially you might be like, oh, cool, robots. Yeah, it might be novelty to it. At the at, at the end of it, does it start to feel like McDonald's, <laughs> where everything's like kind of automated? No, the funny thing too is like our perception though of what a robot is. Like if you walk into Bar Taco right now, like it's the reverse of what we're talking about. You're talking about guys in the back doing all the work, but now that there's no servers in the front, like you're just dealing with robots, right? right. Yeah, if you're right. Actually, that is a robot. It's like the front of house yeah. version. So yeah, I mean. And does that take away from experience? Like, I think so. I rather, I want to talk to somebody. I want to talk. That, but that's what I'm saying. Like, as soon as you put a kiosk in front of somebody, yeah. right? And you're like, okay, I'm going to order. Does that. It's just a different experience. It's a different point. experience. Because, I mean, like, you, you can't say it's a bad experience. Bartaco's fucking busy. Does it take away your value added, though, right? Not necessarily, because the time saved by dealing with the kiosk is more time interacting with the people you're there with. You know what? So that might improve your experience. I don't want to hang out with the people that I'm sitting at the table with, to be honest with you. I want to have the experience from the outside world of people that have their own opinions. I already know what my friends are thinking, right? Like, I want to have these other interactions. Like, what are you about? What's your crazy story? But I think that's just Jay being weird. Why would you go out with people you don't want to hang out with? That's <laughs> <laughs> me being weird. You're talking about hanging out with the server at the restaurant? Yeah, yeah I'm just like, like yeah, I go, out, I with go out with a group of people to talk to other people. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, my dad is like that, for instance. I've spoken to him about it. But a that, your dad is doing it to improve his restaurant experience, right. not because he doesn't enjoy the people where he's around. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it's not like all of the above. <laughs> Nobody let me select answer D, which encompassed everything, you know? So, but I wonder, for example, my father, right? If he. If he went into a restaurant where now the cooks are, are robots, would he go, why am I paying, you know, this price point for a burger? They don't even have employees. I guess. Yeah. Is the burger good, you know? number one? And number two, like, he's not, all, he's not normally going to interact with the kitchen, so it doesn't take away from that part of the experience. That, that argument also is the melting pot, like, standard guy that would come into the melting pot and be like, so let me get this straight. I'm paying this bill, but I'm cooking my own food? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yes, that's, that's exactly the, what's happening, that's, sir. That's, that's, that's the a great example of the experience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, I, we'll see. We see where things go, and every single time one of these trade shows come up and all of a sudden the mechanics improve, you see more videos pop up. And I think there are definitely a few restaurants that are starting to go automation. And I forget the names, but I've seen these articles a few times now since we've actually brought this up. 
where they are actually switching some pieces of the kitchen, like making pizzas or something like that. Basic, kind of just get the dough going. See, to me, that's another thing to me is so much feel. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd want a pizza made by like a robot. The idea that a robot could, could flip pies is like, because that's one of those, right? Like a pizza man, we've, we've talked about yeah, before. Like, like yo, there's no way. so important. There's no way a robot can make a better pizza than that. There's <laughs> you know, no way. There's you know, just no you way. Know, like, I mean, hey, we're all on our feels. I've legit left a pizzeria because a pizza man retired and I got a new guy. And I was like, no, <laughs> this pizza sucks now. I was like, <laughs> you didn't even give him a where's shot. fucking Bruno? Bring him back. You were just <laughs> gone. Uh, you know, looking at my fridge, things pop up into my fridge and, uh, kind of recently there were a bunch of these pre prep meals showing up and, uh, for the longest time, you know, you think about wh- what the hell are these meals? They've got a, uh, saran wrap ceiling on the top of it. You gotta like peel it open and then it's like, put this in the micro for a minute and 45 seconds. You know, these meals, those particular ones. No, like from Trader Joe's. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Where, wherever they're from. Like, they're my from the internet. Is we, hold, we keep bread in it. No, they get here from the internet. <laughs> People order these things on the internet, and then they arrive in a box that has, like, a dry ice pack or something in it okay. to keep it nice and cool. You mean, like, when you get steaks from NewYorkPrimeBeef.com? Come, 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 come. With uh, promo code FRIES15? <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, similar to that. Yeah, correct. Except for these Our types whole of meals, things. not just raw meat. Are already, it's like a kid's Lunchable. Okay. In the sense of how you crack it open, mm-hmm. and then it has instructions on how to cook it. So it's like a, it's a pre-made meal, do is you, what I'm saying. Do you appreciate the experience that you have of microwaving your meal at home? God, no. No, you oh. feel like a piece of shit when you put one of these in your mouth. They're like a survival meal. Uh, and this is essentially something that is thriving in a lot of households because people don't have time to cook. Like, I just ordered Uber Eats like from 100 uh, feet away Despicable. just so we could save a little bit of time. Yeah, judge me all you want, but yeah. I don't have enough time in the day. So, like, people that are buying these pre-made meals uh, where they're actually made and all they have to do is wave them, it's like going to the frozen food aisle and getting a hungry man. That's exactly and to be honest with you, the food quality is not much better. Oh, so then don't um, do that. <laughs> but they promote these things as, like, this high-quality, healthy fitness meal. Keep it under 100 calories every meal. And people buy them to save the time. And do they buy them again? I don't really know. Well, that's what we spend most of our money on, convenience. This is true. But, but I no, mean, correct. Is that really convenient, though, if you're it's just microwaving time. It's, a it's just time, right? crappy like, meal? It's there. You pop it in for a second. Whatever. It always baffled my mind. Like, we get the tra- we got the Trader Joe's butternut squash mac and cheese because yeah. that's in season right now. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of the same thing. It's in a, it's in a tray with Film, you take it out, pull it, put it in the oven. Yeah. You can't put it in the microwave, though. You got to put it in the oven. Right. But I was like, oh, this is supposed to be a TV dinner. And then on it says, put it in the oven for 35 to 40 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, this takes just as I can make I can make mac squash and mac and cheese, cheese faster than this. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, is it really? So then it comes out to, is it really that good? Is it delicious? It's that good. Okay. That See, one, yeah, that's that what one, I've heard. That's that what I've heard specifically about I've, that We one. bought it all. We, uh, no, we I sent Nicole as soon as it came out. She got like 10 packages, put it in the freezer downstairs. Oh my God. It's already gone. But <laughs> do these like, do these things that we're talking about, do these contribute into that world of off-premise dining? Like, is that part of that thing that, you know, you keep hearing about? I think are, it contributes to the choice, right? And so... That's part of what the trend was talking about is that the restaurant industry has to switch gears now and they're spending more time on the actual experience of the why do you come to the restaurant, to a specific restaurant versus, yeah. you know, take out or stay home or do whatever. 
So if the general population has changed their way of thinking where it's just as good to get a Trader Joe's dinner and just heat it up at home and you don't have to go anywhere and you spend a third of what you would spend going out, right? Mm. Yeah, that weighs into your off-premise dining because that takes away, maybe the gap is closer now between like going to a restaurant and just cook, cooking at home right. or even even one of these like pre, pre-packaged dinners, like we talk about like a Blue Apron type or something. They start building a family experience at home. We're like, hey, we're just going to do this and we'll get this meal kit and we'll put it all together ourselves. And, and we don't need to go out. And we don't need to go out. And that's our experience, our, our own at home. So, yeah, I mean, even even something as simple as what you just talked about or this Trader Joe's dinner definitely plays into that off-premise thing. And it's definitely, it's not a direct fight for the restaurant industry, but it is. It's something to consider at the it's, very it's, least. It's a satellite takeaway, right? It's, yeah. a, it's a little bit of your percentage of every every reason to come in. So then how do you think you go about getting that percentage back? Especially if you fight in the default restaurant category, mm. right? What we talked about, there's obviously high-end restaurants, which are, you're not gonna get a high-end restaurant experience from Trader Joe's, right? <laughs> no. So if you're either gonna go there or you're not gonna go there, that's a different decision, yeah. right? But if you're, in the, if you're in the default restaurant category, which we're in, right? Which is, you know, the default means, right? Like that, what yeah, do I yeah. do? I, let's just go, let's just go to, X, right? Whatever that place is. It's your neighborhood spot that everybody just goes to. Right. That's the competition because you're like, what do you want to do for dinner tonight? Uh, I don't know. Let's just go there. Now you're like, oh, why don't we have some of this? Trader Joe's mac you and know, cheese. You know, Trader Joe's mac and cheese or why don't we do one of these like cooking things? Yeah. Where theoretically, an Applebee's type, which is their whole model is based on the default restaurant, right? Your yep. neighborhood bar The neighborhood and grill, bar and grill, yeah. Right? So that Applebee's type of face, like, do you want to go to Applebee's or do you want to say, hey, let's just get together and, and uh, do one of these meal cut kits and watch the chef make it. We'll make it with them. It'll be fun. Yeah. And we have more of a family experience than just sitting around a booth at Applebee's. So now you have to recreate, as Applebee's have to recreate, like, why do you come to Applebee's? <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it's, it is, right? It the, is. Tr- the trend shift of towards experiences, though, is something that's been continuing forward and it's a little snowball. Like, uh, and you can take note and notice just from things like Groupon. Like people are looking for experiences. Maybe they don't use Groupon now as much as they did five years ago. I was just gonna ask, is Groupon still? Oh a yeah, thing? Oh, Groupon I mean, definitely still exists. Yeah. It's probably a thing. It's not all the rage it was five years ago. I got an though, ad for sure. Groupon yesterday, actually. Hmm. So uh, I mean, these things, those companies started to thrive because people were looking for all these new experiences, and you started seeing all these pop-ups happen. And here's the puzzle parlor, and here's uh, paint and do sip. a flight, yeah, paint and sip. Or, you know, go skydiving inside the inside skydive dome. Yeah, but there's no food in that. There's no food and drink involved in that. I'm just referring to experiences, you know, not necessarily food and drink. But like, but yeah, like you have the Grand Prix thing in Mount Kisco. You can go race go karts and yeah, you have the then restaurant you, yeah. right there. there yeah, so uh, all I'm saying is that people want more value for their money too. So what you're saying, Just, is hey, let's not just go sit around at the restaurant and maybe restaurants could be losing a small amount of market share to people that are looking to increase bringing their families together by saying, hey, we're going to cook tonight. And I have to give Blue Apron props at the end of the day because they do package their whole experience pretty well as far as the sheets of paper and they tell you how to do everything and there's all these beautiful little photos and it's like very friendly to just read and look at. And that like, is it for me? Not necessarily. Because would I do it? Hard. Like, would I do it? Yeah, fine. I would do it. I'm not going to be judged. I'm not a chef. Fuck you want from me. <laughs> I would no, I enjoy it. it with a glass of wine on the side if babe was like, 
hey, do you want to like do a meal thing tonight? And I'd it's be fun, like, yeah. cool, all right, save me 20 bucks and we don't have to go to the movies, you know? There you go. So have you seen any different experiences out lately that restaurants or bars are doing that are changing the normal pace of, you know, just serve and go type of deal? I, a lot of places are playing it safe because pandemic and we're just rolling with the punches, but there's definitely been a few places that do stand out and are doing things a little bit different again. Now that everyone has to check vaccines going into any New York City bar, you don't have to wear masks and nobody's really worried too much about being close to each other. Uh, Apotech, um, Chinatown area, mm-hmm. you go downstairs, it's usually this sexy little bar slash speakeasy, and they actually had a like a big brass band in and the horns and trumpets were all over the place. It actually wound up being a party and they were covering all of these top 40 songs that everyone knows. So like it, it really kind of, uh, so it's like a five piece band. Yeah. It was Not like just a random guy. No, it was like, guitar. it was probably like three piece. <laughs> okay. I don't right, think it was five, piece. but also it was so crowded where I can't even see the band. Okay. But everyone was so excited, jumping up and down. Well, I think I was horns, doing like a little dancing, horn, like trumpets, yeah. horns, yeah, all of the brass. That is an experience. And that was worthy of one, right? Like, uh, what do you see, News? So I would say, uh, in terms of like a personal experience, not like a big experience like that, but um, when I went out to eat at Gramercy Tavern a couple months back, they had known that I worked at a cider bar, so when I got my tasting menu drink pairings, a couple of the drinks were like these local Hudson Valley ciders, which was off of the regular pairing menu, I guess, but it was something specific to me, and they were able to like personalize my experience that much better, which was kind of cool. Something I wasn't expecting for sure. See, he was excited about the experience. I think any time we can personalize an experience, it goes a long way with people. Yeah. With the guests, excuse me. It just shows that um, they're making a little bit of an extra effort to make your experience that much better. Like, All right, so let's build those experiences and keep those people in the restaurants. And don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button because, you know, algorithms.